If you want to learn about George Washington, there is a terrific book on that subject, one of the many great history books written by our friend Brian Kilmeade, New York Times bestselling author, co-host of Fox and Friends, and a nationally syndicated radio talk show host. Uh, I tell you, those of you who are still looking for a George Washington's birthday gift, George Washington's Secret Six uh, by Brian Kilmeade is a great one. Uh, Brian, I'm amazed at how many lists of the best George Washington biographies or the best books about George Washington that that book comes up on. You got to be really proud of that. Yeah, I mean, it does pop up, um, you know, because it actually mixes Long Island. You know, everyone's got Washington, these these prolific biographies. One is better than the next. What I want to just focus on is... Uh, what a bunch of Long Islanders did in order to f- uh, flip the war, and it's not my words; it was Washington's words. You know, basically, without without spies, we don't win. And the British came to that conclusion too. Washington didn't outfight us; they outspied us. That's according to Major uh, the Colonel, uh, excuse me, Major uh, Beckworth of Britain. You know, the other book that you one of the other books that you wrote most recently, which I did read at the time that that, uh, you were kind enough to send me a copy, but clearly I did not commit to memory, was a book about uh, Frederick Douglass and Abraham Lincoln. And lo and behold, on President's Day, a caller calls up and says there's a photo from Abraham Lincoln's inauguration that has – Abraham Lincoln in it and John Wilkes Booth. I said, no way. You're crazy. That's something that gets repeated as an Internet myth. Sure enough, it's staring at me. Page 216 of your book. Had I paid a little bit closer attention as I was reading it, I would have known that that caller was uh, was absolutely right. I mean, that's quite a nugget that you've got in your book. Yeah, I mean he he's there in the audience. Frederick Douglass is right. on the is there. Obviously, Lincoln's giving the speech, and there's John Wilkes Booth eyeing him. So many chances to miss that assassination. Best chronicle by WABC's own Bill O'Reilly. So many in, in detail. That's really first sprung me to the fact that history could be exciting when Bill O'Reilly started putting out his books, mm. and that's when I thought, well, the assassination of Lincoln. I'll read it because Bill wrote it, but because I was going to interview him. And I read it, I go, I did not know all these details. It was written in such an exciting fashion. And, by the way, it was really exciting uh, in, a, in a tragic way and how preventable it was. But, yeah, there was so many so many players. It, you, you know, you see John Wilkes Booth there. You see Andrew Johnson there. You see Andrew Johnson on the platform uh, at, at the inauguration. And he makes eye contact with Frederick Douglass. And Douglass said, as soon as I saw the vice president, I knew he's not a friend of uh, not a friend of me or my people, mm. and he was absolutely right because Andrew Johnson tried to undo essentially was indifferent towards uh, transitioning the South towards freedom for all. The uh, look, going back to the near present, where there's a lot of news with respect to the presidential race, a lot of news out of the uh, Georgia grand jury. Uh, we saw on uh, on CNN the foreman, uh, which I, I did, I've served on a grand jury. I had no idea you were allowed to give interviews about the cases that you were you were issuing indictments on. She was on CNN uh, talking about possible charges for former President Trump and uh, maybe some other people. Here was the grand jury four person Emily Coors. Did you recommend charges against Donald Trump? I really don't want to share something that the judge made a conscious decision not to share. I, I will tell you that it was a process where we heard his name a lot. Uh, we definitely 
heard a lot about former President Trump, and we definitely discussed him a lot in the room. And I will say that uh, when this list comes out, you wouldn't... There are no major plot twists waiting for you. Well, that's something. Uh, Brian, I don't know if there are going to be indictments in this case. It seems at least somewhat likely that there might be. Politically, what do you think this means for the Trump campaign? If there is an indictment out of Georgia, is it beneficial? Is it negative? Is it neither? What do you think? Well, you know, that Mar-a-Lago, number one story on all the uh, networks. Uh, Mar-a-Lago, how could somebody take boxes of their own paperwork uh, and put it, uh, bring it down to their home? And everyone's outraged. No one can believe it. FBI, CIA agents, uh, one after another, it's outrageous. And then they find all these documents in Biden's house. And Mike Pence goes, yeah, I got some too. And that's the whole thing is neutralized. If they come out with an indictment on Trump, it's pure politics. It'll never fly. Now, this, even for the Georgia ha- case, you, not even the not even the no, documents. So then, so then oh, that's okay. what, so I think right. that that one case is neutralized. Right. So if anybody out there, is, is, that sounds like a normal soundbite. You have to see this woman. She is absolutely out of her mind. Check out her website. She is the four person. Of course, it's not four men, four person in, in 2023. And she is a lunatic. And she even unhinges Anderson Cooper who's interviewing her. And they all say, and you see these experts say, why is she talking? She's blowing up the case. Immediately, if they indict Trump, they're going to look to just throw this thing out because of what she said. And legal experts tell me this whole case is neutralized. If they do want to indict Trump on something, he should not be indicted on. So they did all this. She's like, if they don't get an indictment, I'm going to be really mad because I spent all this time. That's not your goal. Your goal is to evaluate, not to indict. So she's saying this on national television. And I think she's done it twice. And it's incredibly irresponsible. And I think it blew up the case once again, I believe, for Trump. This is, I don't think it was viable to begin with, but now it's legally uh, not viable. They're going to just hit her right away with a countersuit and neutralize the whole thing. Speaking of uh, President Trump, he was in Ohio yesterday uh, with the train derailment uh, situation, which you've been covering on a daily basis, doing great coverage of, and we spoke about it at length last week. But he he went to East Palestine uh, before President Biden went there, and even before uh, Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg went went there. This is a little bit of the the former president yesterday. To the people of East Palestine and to the nearby communities in Ohio and Pennsylvania, Uh, We have told you loud and clear, you are not forgotten. You are not forgotten. We stand with you, we pray for you, and we will stay with you in your fight to help answer and the accountability that you deserve. We'll have that accountability. It'll all be out there very clearly. Obviously, Brian, you covered September 11th. You covered Hurricane Sandy. You covered Hurricane Katrina. You are a great student of the optics of leaders showing up when, and obviously the COVID pandemic, when it's important to be seen. Why, Why do you think President Biden didn't make going to Ohio more of a priority? You know, it's just terrible staffing. And he, and he, you know, for one thing, you, you think he had to tell Trump, uh, go to Ohio? I mean, by the way, he would have went to Los Angeles if there was a toxic spill and needed to be addressed. He did. 
when they had those far, fires. He was he was in. People say, oh, he only goes to red states. That's not true. Just so happens this Ohio area, average salary, $45,000 a year, and it did go 70% for Trump. People want to say, well, deregulation causes. That's, no, it has nothing to do with it. Oh, Marco Rubio signed legislation on air brakes. What are you talking about? This was a broken axle. Now, they only had three people on this train of 50 cars. I'm not a railroad engineer. But fundamentally, this company, this huge corporation, stripping the labor down to, uh, uh, you know, down to the bare minimum, traveling with toxic uh, chemicals, uh, taking this risk. They're now they're going to be spending billions of dollars. I hope to rebuild this town. But for Trump just to show up, he didn't need it. He didn't need Don Jr. or Robert O'Brien to tell him. He's like, yeah, I'm going to go. As president, he would have been there. And I'm not asking you to postpone Munich. I know there's too many moving parts. Just go there right away. Just drop in. But now he's not going to go because it'll look like he's he's intimidated to do it. Now, Pete Buttigieg, that guy's an embarrassment to this country, to Oxford and to Yale and to the military. He is absolutely awful. He's a show horse. He does not want to work for a living. He's going to show up today because he was embarrassed by doing it. From us, from you and I talking about it, from Fox News reporting on it, from the Daily Caller following him in a parking lot and him saying, right now, this is my personal time. Really? Tell me about the personal time in Palestine. Tell me how that's going. <laughs> Can't argue with that. I'm, I'm surprised. I'm tongue in cheek here. Uh, surprised to hear you say anything remotely kind about President Trump because uh, President Trump blasted your network on Truth Social yesterday, calling Fox News the rhino network. And um, I have to wonder about the the politics of this. I mean, knowing a lot of Fox viewers are possible Trump supporters, is it wise to – I mean, I know he did this to some extent in 2016 as well. But is it wise for him to go after Fox in the manner that he's doing? It's really dumb, uh, personally. It makes no sense at all. I mean, put it this way, and we've said this before, Frank. If he took the loss, sent his lawyers to evaluate Arizona – Georgia, Michigan, Wisconsin, put good people on their investigators, make sure it was a clean election, the best possible. And what would you come up with in three weeks before they before January 6th? And they, if they have nothing, they have nothing. If they have something, you bring it forward. And he just showed up the inaugural, shook some hands. There wouldn't be one person in this race as he ran for re-election. Not one. And I'm telling you, uh, even though he, he took hits in, in the governor's race in Pennsylvania and with Herschel Walker in Georgia and with uh, Carrie Lake in Arizona, um, you know, and and, uh, you know, did in some other uh, other races, he did get J.D. Vance and did get some others. So he would have been basically un, unchallenged. Maybe Sununu what gets in there. But the stuff that he has done since losing the election has brought everybody in. It makes him seem vulnerable. And nobody thinks we're, you know, I, I don't even know how you characterize a Rhino Network. We're a network that says, I like that Joe Biden went to Kiev. And the network said, I hate the fact that uh, my view, uh, the attackums aren't there, that we never armed him before the invasion. That's called evaluation. I, I think January 6th rally was the stupidest idea ever. Does that make me an um, a anti-Republican? The fact that I praise uh, Joe Biden for... Uh, you know, for going to, you know, for at least backing Ukraine. Does that make me pro-Democrat? 
I, I mean, the way we do it every night, you're giving opinions every seven right, minutes. Right, and uh, you, so, you're not you're not on the air to praise Donald Trump. Yeah, right, and, and he uh, knows that. And uh, you know, John Katzenmatidis, our owner, has never ever once uh, said, "Oh, you know, you should say this or give your opinion on this." Not not at all, not once. And so I, I think the notion that some, including the spectators, Freddie Gray, are trying to spin that all of a sudden there's this uh, this cabal at Fox to get Trump, it just it doesn't hold water uh, with me. And I, I, I get the political uh, value that Trump has in making everybody a potential enemy. But to me, it just looks juvenile. And I see it potentially alienating some uh, Republican primary voters. But, but I guess we'll see. It's not the first time he would have uh, outsmarted me. Um, you have seen a lot of your colleagues in harm's way, in war zones, in weather disasters, in any number of situations. And we're seeing this uh, horrible situation in Orlando where you have Spectrum News 13 became the latest local news organization faced with the task of having to report on a deadly attack targeting their own colleagues. Because you've had friends and colleagues that have been in such dangerous situations, tell people what that's like when you have to when you have to report on uh, a colleague being injured, killed, or potentially injured. Uh, it's unbelievable. I mean, in in uh, in terms of our reporter, you know, the Pentagon got him out. Admiral Kirby helped get him out. They 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 had a a group of retired Navy SEALs go in there, save our allies, and and get our guy out, and then the Pentagon picked him up from the Polish border and then was able to fly him to Germany or else he would have died because he couldn't get good medical care in a bombed-out Kiev at the time. But Kiev was under siege. The doctors were being bombed themselves. So now we find out uh, in Orlando these reporters are out there from Spectrum. You know, you're not making a million dollars. You just want to be able to report the local news. Spectrum is like our News 12. Mm -hmm. So they're out there doing really important stories that matter a lot to people who want to know the area. You know, there's a flood in the area, uh, illegal immigrants in a certain place. You go to that. Orlando is their beat. I've seen these guys out. They're also, a lot of times they're their own shooters, uh, mean taper, like, they work their own camera, they lock it, and then they do the report. This is bare-bone stuff. And then they get gunned down by a criminal that never should be out behind right. bars. It, his, second, his second shooting in the day. And they basically assassinate this crew. It is absolutely awful. Uh, Brian, very quickly, uh, give us a preview of what we can expect on TV and radio for today. Uh, I'm going to do this story that I did last night on The Five and expand it a little uh, about 2024. Joe Biden is not committed to run. And what would that mean for the Democratic Party? As well as, see, Mike Pence is going to be on today. Um, and we have Sununu. So, uh, too, I'm going to be talking a lot about uh, 2024. I'm also um, going to be talking to John Taffer, a Bar Rescues, back again. Do you know right now it is cheaper to eat out than eat at home? That's how expensive groceries are. And you're able to buy bulk in restaurants. Uh, and he also talks about the comeback of his industry that was hurt arguably as hard as anything with being shut down for minimum 14 months. Uh, Senator Kennedy, he weighs in on, on what's happening, uh, not only with the president, the wrong president, uh, the, the former president showing up, the other president not, as well as what's going on in Ukraine and the troubling uh, enhanced alliance between Russia and China. Uh, then I mentioned Mike Pence. Uh, Doug Collins will bring us into Georgia. We're going to talk about that grand jury, the congressman who is so valuable. He's also a lawyer. Uh, he's also a pastor. And Richard Haas. He's a deep thinker from the uh, Foreign Policy Institute. 
Um, he is going to be on with us, and we're going to break down what is left of the president's trip and why I believe that this war has got to be won mm. by Ukraine in a year. We're not going to be funding this for, for much longer. All right. Let me uh, end it there. Brian, it's always a treat to talk with you. Thank you, my friend. Uh, Go get him, Frank. Have a great show. Thank you. Those of you interested in George Washington or Abraham Lincoln, you will have a field day with Brian Kilmeade's books. Believe me. All right. We're going to take your calls on any subject for 15 seconds in a moment. 800-848-9222. Straight ahead. The Other Side of Midnight. Midnight. 